Hey, cashiers. We Have the Receipts podcast is coming at you live from Netflix is a Joke Fest in Los Angeles. Chris, are you kidding? No, Netflix is a joke, Courtney, but this is not one of them. Our listeners in LA have the chance to join us for a live recording of our podcast, We Have the Receipts, hosted by me, Chris Burns. And me, Courtney Revolution. Join us and a few surprise guests from your favorite Netflix reality shows on Saturday, May 4th at 1 p.m. at a secret location in Hollywood. To be announced. Get your tickets for the We Have the Receipts live show at todoom.com slash W-H-T-R. That's todoom, T-U-D-U-M dot com slash W-H-T-R. Tickets are limited. If you can't make it to the show, we still want to hear your beautiful voice. Leave us a message at speakpipe.com slash We Have the Receipts. You may even hear your own voice on the show. Grab a ticket at todoom.com slash W-H-T-R. And we'll see you on May 4th in Los Angeles. Bye, cashiers. Welcome to You Can't Make This Up, a companion podcast from Netflix. I'm Ashley Allman, your host for this week's episode. Every other week, we discuss a different Netflix series or film with special guests, and all of the stories are surprisingly true. This week, we're revisiting the hit docuseries American Vandal in anticipation of the second season, which just launched. Journalist Lauren Lopez will be speaking with documentary wonder kids Peter Maldonado and Sam Eklund. If you've seen the first season but need a quick recap, season one follows the events of a massive phallic vandalism at Hanover High in Oceanside, California. The school wrongly accused and expelled senior Dylan Maxwell, but sophomores Peter and Sam got out their cameras to document the case and ultimately bring about justice for Dylan. In season two, Peter and Sam tackle a new school and new vandal, the turd burglar. And you know what? Lauren, Sam, and Peter can tell you more about it. Let's get to the interview. Hi, everyone. I am Lauren Lopez, and I am so excited to be joining the creators of the strangely addictive, um, totally captivating Netflix docudrama, American Vandal. You guys, thank you so much for joining me. I'm a huge fan. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Um, So, like everyone else in the world, I was completely blown away by American Vandal. Um, I was like, oh, a whole show about penises. Okay. (laughs) I was like, that'll be funny for five minutes. But it actually was um, so so yeah. captivating. I got totally sucked in by the story and the true mystery of yeah. it. A lot of people felt that way. A lot of people were like, what is this thinking that it's a show about dicks? But it's not a show about dicks. Right. It's it's about justice and, you know, exposing that. So, yeah. Yeah, right? we found that once people actually got into the show, they realized how captivating and, like, yeah. intricate the crime was. Yeah. And um, I think it sort of, you know, sparked from there. Yeah, totally. For a lot of people. Totally. And I think um, it really spoke to everyone. So I want to say congratulations on the success of everything. I mean, going from this high school documentary to a huge Netflix hit. Um, how does it feel to be so successful at such a young age? I mean, you're basically uh, the Sarah Koenigs yeah. of Netflix. Right? Oh, yeah, it feels pretty great. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, that shook me for a second. I love Sarah Koenig. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's all so surreal and, and, and really humbling and yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy ride. We did, we did not expect this. We didn't even set out to be documentarians. Not we, at all. We, yeah. we, we, we've been making movies for a long time since we were like, what? Like, like in since middle, middle school, school, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the, the Dylan story, um, it's, it's weird. It was like we were at the right place at the right time. And, 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 and it's a story that we, type of story that we also like telling, a story about injustice and all this stuff. So we felt like we could use yeah. our techniques and our tools to maybe help, you know, make some change. 
Totally. It was really cool because it just sort of, you know, fell into our laps. It was yeah. happening right at our school where we were, and um, we were already, you know, in the process of filmmaking, and, you know, we thought this would be a really interesting challenge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how lucky for you that, you know, 27 dicks were drawn while you just happened to be there. I know. <laughs> it was right? like a dream come true. Yes. <laughs> really, truly, for anyone. Um, so season one ended a little ambiguous. Did it? Yeah, I think we gave a pretty, pretty strong suggestion as to who we think did it. Hmm. You mean Krista, Krista Carlisle? Or? Well, here's the thing about that. Yeah, is that I don't know if we could say it. N- well, we shouldn't because yeah, no, we we'd shouldn't. be no better than the school board if we, if we were to do that. You know, one of the bigger um, ideas and, and, and topics of our, of our docuseries is that, you know, we're examining the justice system in, in the U.S. And, and everyone in this, in this country has a right to have uh, a fair trial and is supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. But Although it doesn't always play out that exactly. Way. It doesn't always play out that way, and we saw that so clearly with Dylan Maxwell that he was guilty until proven innocent, and he wasn't given a fair trial. They just, you know, they made they convicted him on his reputation alone. Hmm. So, so we would be no better than the school board if we were to make similar accusations about someone else. Although we feel more than strongly confident that it is who we think it is, Krista Carlisle. So she she did it. Okay, I'll take that as yes. an affirmative. Yes, there we go. Okay. I mean, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. She looked pretty guilty to me, but we'll move on. Um, you know, as much as people loved yeah. this docu series, you also came under a little bit of heat. Um, you know, people thought the story was exploitative of Dylan and your classmates. Um, how do you react to that kind of negative feedback? Um. Peter, you want to take this one? I feel like yeah, I you mean, handle it better than I do. It's hard as documentarians to, you know, to ride that fine line between, you know, exposing, you know, things about certain people and, you know, and because and we are. We, we even experience it ourselves. We turn the cameras on ourselves and yeah. we investigate each other. We tried to other. make it as fair as possible. I right. mean, we did, you know, go into each other's personal lives right. and expose certain things that I wish you hadn't have done, Peter. Yeah, but it was a good learning lesson for it us. It was, because and I'm over it. Okay. <laughs> but it was a good learning lesson for us because it taught us, you know, and it showed us exactly what we were putting our subjects through, how much we really are exposing people's secrets and how, you know, delicate we have to be with that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a hard line to, to kind of ride, but, you know, it's all in the name of justice. Right. So it, we're, not, we're not doing it frivolously. We're not just, you know, exposing, you know, a you know, whole segment about somebody because just because. It's, right. it's, it's, it's for our investigation so there was always a motive with it it was never just frivolous good and i think you can you can tell that as a viewer we can we can see that it's all driving toward a bigger purpose so in the trailer you you kind of touch on the pressures of living up to the success of the first season when you're going into season two um what kept you humble and focused you know amidst the great popularity of this show that's a good question um you know the well we just focused on our crime and kind of stuck to our art of what we do you know we're we're documentarians we're journalists so we kind of just stick to that and and yeah that's and it was just it was a, a it was yeah. more so of a humbling experience seeing yeah. the pete's real humble real humble guy all right. All right. wow um Sorry, well i'm glad to see your friends um <laughs> Best great of friends. um so did your critics influence any of your story decisions when you're thinking about your next project or moving forward no. No, yeah, we tried to, you know, um, not let the critics influence us too much because mm-hmm. we're terrified of the critics. Yeah. They, um, they'll they find anything to harp on. Um, 
But no, for um, for our next project, for season two, actually, we're, um, we've looked at a lot of crimes. We had a lot of submissions from people that watched season one. A lot of them were just more things about dicks, or um, there was actually a vagina vandal at some school. Vagina vandal in Virginia. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. A Virginia vagina vandal? Yeah. Wow. It would have been a, a good season, too, but I think that's a little, you know, yeah. a little too... And there wasn't, it was, there wasn't, again, it's not even about vaginas, it's and it, about yeah. the crime. And right. It wasn't anything. It wasn't a very interesting crime, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. But then there was also crazy stuff, like someone asked us to investigate a murder. Um, oh, yeah. An yes. actual murder. An, an actual, actual murder. murder. Someone thought that we could handle a murder. I mean, we're... I mean, why then, not? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I just, I don't know. I, I, I didn't want to get my hands in I feel in like that. a murder would be too easy. You yeah. know, we need something like the season two... Uh, premise that we have yeah mm. yeah great so let's let's transition to talking about season two now first of all i was overjoyed to see that my fave ming zhang was involved in season two <laughs> um and i know he wasn't you know on camera but he is credited uh with additional photography yeah so exciting yeah yeah he's um he's actually he took a cinematography um class over the summer and he's gotten really good he's been making a lot of great short doc short movies and short films short yeah, films short like docs and stuff like that so we thought it'd be great for to have him with us in in uh in Washington also wow. it's Ming everyone loves Zing oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean it was great to have him along yeah. a familiar face while we were in Bellevue oh yeah and he is such a cutie patootie yeah. okay so season two takes place at a brand new school so it's not Hanover High you're in a new school with a new crime what was that like yeah, um, so... It was, was different, for sure. Oh, yeah, it was very different. Um, this crime took place in a Catholic school in Bellevue, Washington. St. Um, Bernardine's. In St. Bernardine, and what happened was that somebody contaminated the school lemonade that everybody in the school drinks, which, you know, made a lot of people defecate themselves pretty oh. pretty badly. Yeah. Okay. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's not funny. It, oh, and, it's a little bit funny. And someone was actually claiming the that, that they that they did this. Mm. Was, they were taking credit on social media, right? By the name of the turd burglar. They were tagging victims. They were posting uh, so-called evidence to their yeah. Instagram account, um, all under an anonymous mask. Yeah, the, that goes by the name of the turd burglar. It was tagging all the victims of the crimes and in in photos and stuff that they that people had posted online. Now, you said crimes, so there were multiple crimes or multiple vandalisms? Yes. Yes, this was not um, a one-time poop joke. Yeah. This was a serial poop joker. Well, um, a serial vandal. Serial vandal. Huh. And they're less jokes than crimes, but they are slightly jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a poop pinata, um, right. a poop launcher. Wow. So just basically different yeah. modes of getting poop yeah. to many different people. Right. And the turd burglar just kept striking and striking and striking. So this person, really, uh, uh, their motive... Uh, yeah, and all the while intimidating the school or poking the bear, um, mm-hmm. asking them, try and find me. He, she wanted to get away with this, and they thought they could by by intimidating everyone through social media and um, really kind of aggravating people to try and come after him. Wow. And that was one of the most interesting things to me that sparked my interest in this crime, is that this turd burglar was saying, come and find me. Where usually people, you know, want, don't want to be found. But this person wanted to be discovered. So the psychology behind that and understanding what their motives are and why would they would do something like this. And 
and would want to attack the entire student body, not just one person, but the entire student body. And to the level that they did, I mean, people people went to the hospital. Like this oh. was a serious, and and that's part of the reason why we were, you know, in in with the recreations that we did this time around, we were pretty graphic and pretty vivid because it you need to understand what these people went through. Because, right. you know, it is poop, but it's <laughs> very serious Sorry. and it's very dangerous too. You know, the whole contamination thing, but you don't know if somebody was allergic to the... To poop. To poop. No, but to, to what they put in the lemonade, you know, or whatever the person put in the lemonade, you know, you don't know. Like, that could have... That could have been really bad. The poop. Turb Burglar is lucky nobody yeah, poop, died. Poop going around is not sanitary. Yeah. True. Right. That also. Right. Is that why people went to the hospital? Was it from pooping too much? Or most likely. Okay. Yeah. There were or a lot of different con- cases. There were people who got contaminated. There were people who were affected people by it directly. People who couldn't breathe. People with asthma. Yeah. People with all sorts of problems. People who couldn't stop pooping. Ugh. That was oh, a big one. There was one kid. Oh, I felt so bad for that kid. Oh God. Like yeah. three or four days straight. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He drank a lot of lemonade. Yeah. Wow. So how did you find this story? Um, Submissions. Yeah, so right. Chloe Lyman. Um, so yeah, we have it in an email set up where people can submit, you know, crimes and leads to us. And um, so this story came to us. Chloe Lyman uh, contacted us about this turd burglar. And what caught me about about this crime and about, about her story out of all the other, you know, submissions we got was, was the fact that she was best friends with, with, with Kevin McLean who was expelled for the crimes and mm. she was saying that he didn't do it and I'm not going to give too much away but with what she said to me it really rang true to me and then so when I contacted her back and I got a bunch more information on the crime and everything that happened and she sent me all this archival footage and it was pretty clear to me that we had something we had something here so uh, we headed out to Bellevue So why did the school think that Kevin McLean did this? Well, first off, they were under a lot of pressure from the uh, school board, the parents, the um, community. sort of the community, everyone to find out who did this. And when they didn't have any leads and they didn't have, you know, anywhere to go, they just went with whatever fit. And if it didn't fit, then they tried to make it fit. And that's and um, that's what happened with Kevin. He wow. actually confessed. He confessed. Yeah, he confessed. Yeah. But um, and and that's the thing is. One in four people who are exonerated by DNA evidence were convicted on a, on a confession. So false confessions are very common. Mm. Um, so yeah, so he was he had given a, a confession, and just like Sam just said, um, the school board was really under a lot of heat and a lot of pressure from everybody to to to, to name a to name a vandal and to put an end to this because the school is a very high profile school with you know an amazing mm. basketball team and. And you know, great education. They have a really big name, so this really was tainting their reputation, and and you know, could possibly you know, you know, f- people could you know remove funding from the school, which would be a big deal to them. Right. Take their kids out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So they were under a lot of pressure to find who this vandal was, and eventually sneaked one out of Kevin McLean, at least from our opinion. Wow. And so was Kevin McLean kind of like a Dylan from season one, you know, like a class clown and um, mischievous? In certain aspects, just in the way that, you know, the school board sort of pegged him into um, a hole to, you know, meet yeah. what they needed for uh, to expel him or to, you know, get him in trouble. 
Uh, but in not many other ways, no. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin was not like a class clown. He didn't goof around a lot. You know, he uh, he pretended to be smarter than he really was, and he put on you know a big show. Uh, he's a little odd. I'll I'll say that. But mm-hmm. um, other than that, he's a sweet kid, and uh, they really sort of just kind of dug him into a hole. So he had no beef with the administration. Nothing. None whatsoever, wow. and that's also part of the thing that's so scary is that anyone is vulnerable to the justice system and that's another thing that I've learned with you know been making documentaries me and Sam especially picked up on is that everybody has a motive Mm -hmm. and everyone is trying to save their butts and throw other people under the rug to to, to save themselves and and that's part of the reasons why why we believe what happened with Kevin is that you know the police didn't want to you know get in you know they, they didn't want people to pull money from the school and the police were under pressure. They had motives. Right. So you kind of have to look at everybody and remain biased with solving crimes. Right. No, especially in the first episode, there are a lot of shots of fecal matter. It's mm. just, mm. you know, poop on poop on poop. So do, how many yeah. meetings did you have or, or what was Ugh. the discussion there and where to pull back? <laughs> how much poop is too much poop? I, see, I fought for the poop yeah. because, mm. um, one, poop is funny. Oh, yeah. Well, and two... You've got to really understand the severity of these crimes. I mean, if it makes you a little sick to look at it, imagine what these people went through experiencing it. Right. So, so it's almost making everyone more empathetic yeah. to, to what's yeah, going you on. Gotta, I felt it, we'd be doing it a disservice by kind of censoring it. Mm. And you have some recreations mm-hmm. oh. of some of the, yeah. you know, just yeah. explosions of, mm. of poop that happened in this docuseries. <laughs> um, what did they use to recreate the actual fecal matter? Um, I think Ming actually came up with Yeah, that. Ming came up with a concoction I that think was, it was very oh, realistic. Ming. I think it was, wasn't it soy-based? It was, it was soy-based. Or clay. Uh, chocolate something. I, I'm I not believe, sure. I believe it was edible, actually. Yeah. Well, wow, so Ming not only did additional photography, but he also created yeah. props. Yeah, our, our oh, wow. um, special and effects team was having a little bit of trouble. Uh, yeah, with that. along with um, now that season two, you know, is owned, like owned by Netflix, and they mm-hmm. they're really helping us out here. Um, they did a lot of the stuff with the recreations once we um, you know put our cut together. Yeah, mm-hmm. they wanted to add an extra touch, and yeah. I think they did a really good job. Oh, wow. it was beautiful. Our 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 director of photography it was actually the first time we'd ever been on a real set because we're always. You know, in in the field, you know, interviewing people and, and in our boardroom and Usually stuff like that. Usually, it's just us two in a camera, right? right? And so, this time, we had a lot more. Our whole crew it was it was really cool. So thanks Netflix. <laughs> thanks Netflix, and, and thank you Ming. And yes. thank you Ming. But it was our, it was beautiful the way our our director of photography executed that. It was the the shots are just oh my Stop. god. Oh, I mean, it is gorgeous, oh my especially god. Those even the shots. ones about poop. Yes, well, they're all about poop. Yeah, oh, but right. like yeah. the no. ones like specifically, about it's poop. like it's like ew, and also like wow, but so artfully done. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. We did it with good taste. Mm. Gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous. Never <laughs> thought I'd say that about poop, but what can I say? The poop yeah. in this is gorgeous. At what point during production on this did you think and pardon the term? Oh shit! You know, I think we really have something here. Um, you know, it, it was different because with our first crime. We didn't really have much to start with, um, although we did know everybody at the school. There wasn't, you know, when we when we came into the, our second crime, there was all this archival footage and all this stuff. So yeah. that was really when we said, like, "Oh shit, there's there there's something here." It was really exciting to see that archival footage because, yeah. um, you know, it was all sort of there for us, and we had to play a little bit of catch up, and it was a fun challenge. Um, 
but it, it felt nice to sort of have the facts laid out in front of us already to build off of. Or so we thought. <laughs> or so we thought. Right. And that's when I was like, oh, Real shit. Shit. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Now, Demarcus Tillman, yes. big name in college basketball. I mean, yeah. he um, he was kind of a a player in this whole. He was a big part he, of this. Yeah, um, I don't really want to get too much into the, into this. I, you know, I just want you guys to watch it. But um, yeah, he was he he's he's a star. He is the star of St. Bernardine Catholic High School. He's an amazing athlete, and everyone loves him. And, yeah, he's really popular, and he has, you know, he has something to do with the crime. So I just I kind of want to leave it at that. I don't want to give too much away. Great. Well, I guess we can just leave it at watch it. Yeah, watch, right? watch it. Yeah, watch please. It. Yeah. Or don't. We don't care. But <laughs> Sam. No, I'm joking. We care. Please watch. Yeah. yeah. Please watch. <laughs> yeah, if nothing else for, for Ming Zhang's additional If you want a season three... Yeah, please watch, watch or at least show. put it on so Netflix thinks you're watching it. Right yeah. there, you go. You don't even have to watch it; just let it play. No, just I mean, let it play. Please watch it, but no, please watch it. Yeah, please. Okay. Did we mention that we want you to watch it? <laughs> <laughs> um, now, without giving too much away about the ending, I wanted to ask you both about your relationship with social media. Mm-hmm. Now, how has it changed since finishing this docu series? Oh wow, yeah, it's it's my the way I view social media is completely different now. I mean, at least personally for me, I don't know about you yet. I but, mean, yeah, um, I've uh, I've never been a huge fan of social media, um, but yeah, I would agree. My 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 view has really been solidified now. Yeah, and I I think you know I think it, I just we all pretend to be you know things that we're not and put on you know put on a, a almost a shell of protection. Right. You know, um, on social media we we show people what we want them to see. Mm-hmm. So I think it's you know I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more honest now on social media opposed to you know. You know, posting a good photo and not just, you know, yeah. So that photo from the American Vandal red carpet was just what? Just a good photo. But no, that, wasn't that's like, honest. That, weren't like flashing. No, a I mean bit, flexing a little. I was proud. We'd been, you know, we're two kids and we sure. and we worked really hard and here we are at our at our first premiere for our, one of our docu series. Yeah, yeah, that was a really honest moment. You know. Mm. Yeah, I posted it because it was cool. You posted photos too. Yeah, because it was. Uh, no, I wasn't being honest. I was like, "Yeah, look, look this is sick." Okay. At least I'm honest about it. Okay, it was a little. It was a little bit of a showing off. There we go. That's okay. You you've earned it, and I'm sure you both looked cute as can be. Oh, thank you, <laughs> cutie pies. Well, I think that's it. It's been an honor to have you two in the studio. Um, thank you so much. And again, we just want to remind everyone to watch season two, and um, can't wait to see what you guys do next. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you. That was Lauren Lopez with Sam Eklund and Peter Maldonado. And now, let's hear from you. Here are some of the best social media reactions to season two of American Vandal. Adedithia04 suggests, if you've got a Netflix account and you're down for sheer tomfoolery, do yourself a favor and watch American Vandal. This one is from at loudmouthjulia. Tip. If you report slash write slash think about the correlation between technology, the internet, social media, and pop culture, you absolutely need to watch American Vandal this Friday. At the Kane Brolin Ponders, I spent all night thinking about it, and American Vandal really missed their opportunity to release season two on a Saturday. If you want a dramatic reading of your reactions, share your thoughts and make sure to tag us. Just search for You Can't Make This Up. We're the ones with the blue check mark. You'll find us. Before we let you go, we've got one more treat for you. It's time for Whatcha Watchin'. 
the segment where we find out what the people in the episode are watching on Netflix. Here are Lauren, Peter, and Sam. I'm watching Wild Wild Country. I'm mm. a huge fan, and I so actually good. would love to hopefully one day if we could partner with the team who made that and maybe make something together. I would. That would be the dream team. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. Oh, well, yeah. Sarah Koenig is the dream team. Oh. Always will be. But, of course. Um, the Wild Wild Country is amazing. Um, Highly recommend it. I uh, just watched Iron Fist, mm. which was good. Other than that, I've been watching a lot of movies. Uh, the Godzilla movies that they have are pretty cool. Blame. A lot of uh, like anime shows, actually. Netflix has really good animation stuff. Very cool. Um, I've been watching Big Mouth, the <gasps> Ooh, cartoon. Love. Another great animation yeah, show. It love is very yeah. sensual, which yeah, I yeah, enjoy. Definitely love Big Mouth. Mm-hmm. And that's it for this special episode. Next week, we'll be back with our regularly scheduled programming. We'll be talking about the new original film, The Angel. As for this show, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this show. It boosts our status and our egos, but really it helps other people find the show. You Can't Make This Up is a production of Pineapple Street Media and Netflix. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. I'm Ashley Allman. Thank you for listening.